0: For those of you listeners who know my background a bit, you might remember the stories of my first few jobs after college. From being a mall cop to selling makeup door to door, I realized that I had skills that were being underutilized and that these minimum wage jobs couldn't support me or last forever. I spent years going through YouTube, reading books, listening to podcasts, and taking enough online courses to reinvent myself as a professional copywriter and digital marketer. Years later, thanks to my side hustles and drive, I've worked with national news outlets, multi-million dollar tech startups, nonprofits, and celebrities to build their brands and drive sales. None of this could have happened if I didn't develop in-demand skills. I had to do this alone, but you don't have to. You have Hustlers University 2.0. Hustlers University 2.0 is a community where you can learn real skills to earn money online today, starting with side hustles you can use to elevate your game. I'm not just an advocate for Hustlers University. I'm also a student. Every professor is verified to be making 10K to 500K monthly in their selected field. You get full resources, lesson plans, and an active community of thousands of other Hustlers University students working on skills such as stock analysis, cryptocurrencies, e-commerce, copywriting, which was my favorite course, one I actually went ahead and took last month. And as a copywriter of seven years, I even took a ton out of that, including some of the resources I was able to take over to my day job. You also learn freelancing, financial planning, affiliate marketing, business management, and so much more. If you're tired of depending on a boss who hates you to deliver your paycheck or have learned since the lockdowns that controlling the source of your income is vital to your individual freedom, sign up for Hustlers University 2.0 today using the link in the show notes. I'll see you there. What's <laughs> awesome. up, brother? Um, nothing much, man. Good to have you on.
1: Yeah, glad to be here, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I'm I'm not a real professional, so i just like to jump into the conversation since I've already got my my mindset on this. Justin, there are three people who helped get get me into jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And they all have nothing to do with each other. One <laughs> one was Anthony Bourdain. I went ahead and saw an interview he did where he talked about his love of jiu-jitsu and there's this crazy video online when he got his blue belt, I think six, seven years ago where he actually competed in a tournament and he didn't look like the drug addict, chronic smoking, drinking <laughs> Anthony Bourdain. We all think of, he he looked healthy and he looked alive and he yep. kicked ass. The second one is Joe Rogan. Cause he won't stop talking about it. And the third yep. per- and the third person is you because <laughs> you used to post all these awesome photos of you grappling dudes and succeeding and doing something outside of your day-to-day job. And I was like, shoot, that looks pretty freaking cool. And then when <laughs> I started getting involved, you really helped motivate me and mentor me as I was really just like, you know, getting into it. Like my white belt was still white. Right. <laughs> so I, I wanna I wanna start off the show just by just by thanking you for, for being there at the beginning days. now I'm only a few months away from my one year mark. And it has Thank been Transformative.
1: Now I'm glad to hear that, man. Glad to be on the same uh, same uh, list as Joe Rogan for something. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it, it's it's wild. I I think uh, you know, for for listeners, I've I've done a few episodes talking about my first, you know, my, my first season in jujitsu and everything, and it has it has been it has been a lot of getting my ass kicked it's been a lot of me having to pressure through a lot of stuff I was really uncomfortable with. And it's also been one of the best decisions I've made in my life. And I really don't say that lightly. It's brought me community. It's brought my confidence back. I mean, there was the physical stuff. Sure. But I mean, just, just feeling like there was something genuinely set aside just for me that wasn't work related, that wasn't related to making money, that wasn't related to anything else I had really pitched my life to it. It became a real place where I could just focus on something that was just absolutely for me. So I, I kind of want to turn the spotlight on you for a minute. W- when did you start doing jujitsu? Did you always have a martial arts background? I mean, what what kind of jump started that journey for you?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I grew up, you know, same in the '90s, you know, watching UFC and stuff like that. So you know, I had a you know early exposure to to jujitsu. Um, but you know, there wasn't even even in like the '90s and early 2000s, and I'm odds I'm, in Southern California. You know, there even where I live, there there weren't a lot of uh, you know gyms near where I was living with my parents. But my parents put me in karate because you know that was like what everybody did. You know, in the early days for martial arts, like everybody knew knew what karate was. So you know, I had like a super white sensei named Sensei Tony, and he was this Japanese, you know, this expert karate guy. Apparently, you know, so. Uh, I did that for like a probably like a year or two you know, as a kid, you know, learn some kicks and strikes, but, um, you know, and it, it kind of was like, kind of give you a false confidence. You know, I feel like I did it. I was in there just like literally just beating up chicks, you know, <laughs> like, but I'm like, she's a higher belt than me. So it's okay. She's bigger than me, you know, and, and you're, I you're can take on the stuff. world. <laughs> I, can, I know karate. And then, you know, you're getting, and then you get like punched in the face and you're like, Oh wait, we have pads on helmets. And it's just different. Um, and then, Yes, yeah, so I did that for a little bit, but then I always really wanted to do jiu-jitsu. Like even at the early age, I would just like watch the UFC and I'd, I'd practice with my friends, some moves and stuff. We we're, you know, doing it totally wrong. But it looked cool, though, like you know, takedowns and arm bars. And then uh, when I was in high school, I met a guy in, uh, in uh, wrestling and uh, we were about to graduate. And he was like, hey, man, what are you doing after high school? And I was like, I'm going to college in the area. He's like, do you want to come do some jiu-jitsu with me? Uh, at the gym in our town, I'm like, Oh, there's a gym here. Yeah, man. Sure. So I, I go to this, uh, this gym with him. And, uh, some members to this day is a uh, Bakersfield Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, the, the black belt, Matt Baker. He's just an absolute beast. I think he's a fourth, fourth degree black belt under John Jack, uh, John Jack Machado, you know, an absolute savage. And, um, the third or fourth, but yeah, he's, 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 he's the, he's the guy. And I go in there and I'm just like rolling around getting just, you know, massacred by people, you know, just like, like, what is happening? You know, I think I, you know, I think I can do something, but I'm just getting just dis- dis- destroyed. And I, and I loved it. Like that first day I was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is my jam. And, uh, the coach comes up to me after practice and he's like, Hey, you know, it's like your first day, but we're going to a tournament tomorrow. Do you want to go with us and compete? And, uh, I was like, yeah, <laughs> let's go. And I end up, uh, you know, day two, I'm in uh, Torrance, I think it was Torrance, California. And, um, I'm at like John Jack Machado's school at his Academy and oh, he's shit. one of the referees. And I'm like, this, I'm like a cherry white belt. Like I had a, I had to buy a, a gi that day at the, at his school, you know, and um, I lost both of my matches. You know, I was trying to like, <laughs> I was trying to submit a guy while I was in his guard and my coach is just yelling at me. He's just like, that's not possible. Stop it. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, you know, day two of jujitsu. I'm like, Oh, it's possible. I'm ch- I'm trying to cross collar choke this guy while I'm in his guard. <laughs> like
0: I saw I'm that still- hoist Gracie video one time. I know what I'm doing.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll show you coach, you know, and I'm losing. And then, um, uh, my second opponent comes out and I'm like, well, I lost my first match. Maybe my second guy will be easier. This guy comes out. He's like five times my, he's like six, five, you know, super long and he just lays on me and smothers me and wins. And, um and i still had fun you know i was like oh this is this was great uh so i you know, I trained there you know get back on the track i trained there for a while and uh graduated joined the army uh did some of the combative stuff um at basic and you know it was, it's in combatives in the army at the early at the entry level is just people you know it's like fighting with an older brother you know there really like is not get of punched yeah it's, there's no technique it's pretty much all like first person uh to to get an art uh, to get a Kimura or you know, an Americana and then they go 100 muscle on it so but you know that was fun kind of did that and then I met a guy when I was going uh, through the um, at Fort Bragg they had a combative school and I was doing level one and I had come back for level two and there's a there was a guy there I thought he I thought he was like a special forces guy because he had like a beard he looked kind of like a civilian and I'm like who is this guy like he's just, he's not even in, he doesn't have a uniform and it turns out uh, he was a a, Hoist, a Hoist Gracie black belt um, name uh, um, uh, was it Roy Marsh? Not Roy Marsh from um. Just you know you're getting old. Memory starts going. Uh, his name is Roy. I'm from from his last name. Uh, but Roy he with uh, the beard. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Roy. Roy Marsh, and um. He he was a, a black belt with the the team in the area, and he was traveling. And now he's uh he's the only Hoist Gracie black belt in Germany. He's an instructor up there. He's a great guy. But I was talking to him, and because he he knew all these moves, like we we only know like twelve moves and combatives too, you know. And he's out there, sh- he's out there showing us how to do stuff. I'm like, man, this guy's crazy good, you know, wrist locking us and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, what is what is happening? And uh, and he's like, yeah, you should check out the, the team in the area and train there and look into it. I'm like, okay. So I tried to train a little bit with the team that's in North Carolina, and then when I moved up to Virginia, uh, there are the affiliate. Uh, of that school was up here. So I started training there. So it was just kind of like, you know, a little bit here, a little bit here. I'm like the, the classic, uh, you know, jujitsu guy where it was like, I was on place five months and you go to new school and you start all over and then you move cities, you go to new school. So you're constantly getting exposure, but you never uh, at anywhere long enough to get, to get like rank, you know, mm-hmm. and so like you just travel around and uh, and that took like, I took like five years off for work and then I got back back into it. I was like, you know what? I need this. Like I miss it. I got to get back into it, and then doing it again for the last two years, just getting back on track, trying to trying to move up, trying to keep training and uh, get my skills down. But yeah, it's been a trip, man. It's it's been a journey. But you know, through it all, I, I got to say it's worth it. I mean, like like what you said with that with the health, the mental health, just the the exercise, the community. Like like doing jujitsu is probably one of the best things you can just do for your life in general, no matter who who you are, because it really you know, it really uh, forces you to, to just focus on one thing. And at the same time, it helps you like relieve stress. You know, it, hel- it lets you choke people, <laughs> you know, like instead of, uh, instead of you having a, you know, a random out- outburst at work and, you know, choking somebody there, you just wait to go to, uh, to do jujitsu and you choke your friends. So.
0: Oh my gosh. There, there was, um, my school started offering like five forty five and 6am classes.
1: Oh so. yes. I call I call those the Breakfast Club. <laughs> Th- those
0: have been amazing. And I don't know why I'm so excited to wake up for those in the morning because I never enjoyed waking up for five AM PT. But yeah. it was it was one of those things where it's like if I can get through an hour of that in the morning, the rest of the day I'm just like on cruise control. You
1: just you're, you just feel so good. You're like, all right, all right. That guy just
0: flipped me the bird while I'm driving to work. My boss yes. is mad at me. Like it's just one of those things where everything is just muted just a little bit. But I mean, it's uh, it it's funny how you mentioned uh, karate at the beginning. Uh, you, you know, my my brother uh, Ryan, Ryan's a a first degree black belt in Taekwondo, and I was a I was a brown belt. I, I since since I'm older, like because we moved around so much, I actually had to start up twice from white belt. So <laughs> and, and ironically, both times because I switched associations, you know, yep. mid move, um, you know, I I always got up to brown belt. But when Ryan and I were competing in Taekwondo in Texas, where we kind of started, like, you know, I thought we were kicking ass and taking names like we were good <laughs> for everyone else just doing Taekwondo. But I'll never forget. I was um, I was at Marion Military Institute and one of the other cadets, uh, we, we went over to the gym and I don't know what what started it. Like, it was a friend of mine. We were just going to, like, spar. It was like, oh, you know, I've I've done wrestling and a little bit of jujitsu, And, you know, you've done taekwondo, Martinez. Like, let's see it. I yeah. thought I was, like, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Right. I, got, I got destroyed. And, and this guy was, like, half my size. I had, like, a good 20 pounds on him, too. And I I just I just remember like I'm being manhandled by a midget. I don't know what is happening. I just remember it was like the biggest feeling of humiliation. But we went round after round after round. And I could I always had to be the person to strike first, which I was like, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And he never hit me. He would just like take me down. Yeah. And he he would do like this crazy Spider Man shit all over me. And he's like flipping around. And I'm just like this <laughs> leprechaun is like choking me out. Like, what's wrong with this? But that was one of the first times I realized like something something is not working. And yeah. it, it it's it gets to the point where it's just like, you know, maybe the system that you were taught works against other people fighting by the same rules and stuff like that. But ultimately what I had was I had more height. I had more reach and I've got, I had more weight on this person. When I was on the ground, I was useless. That stuck with me for years. That's when I realized it's like, you know, everything I'd basically been taught doesn't apply if I'm playing by Taekwondo rules. And this goes for any other type of like, you know, uh, martial arts discipline kind of like that. And this person is playing to win, Mm -hmm. which is get them down as fast as possible. Submit him as fast as possible, and keep him down. And and that's what that's what kind of did it for me. At that point, I was just like, "Yeah, this this is not
1: working." Yeah, it was like an eye opener for you, and you you realize that what what I noticed with with jujitsu too is that like it makes you more aware of like violence and 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 how how chaotic violence is. Where you're now when you start doing martial arts, start doing jujitsu, you get comfortable, you know, rolling and submitting people and. And things and, and, and you, you become better at violence. And at the same time, you're like less likely to want to get into a physical altercation with somebody. Like when I, when I did karate, like, I mean, again, it was just like, you know, sensei Tony, you know, it was basically like Cobra Kai, you know, like I go kick the other kids, you know, and I'm out, I'm out there doing it. But when I, when I even as a little kid doing karate, it gave you that false sense of um, confidence and, and made you want to go I want to go kick? I want to go punch stuff and stuff. And then, you know, I w- I would get in a few altercations where I um, I'd go to a friend's house for like a barbecue, and I was like, I probably was like in the fifth grade, and uh, my friend, her, it uh, uh, was a, a set of siblings, brother and sister, but their cousins would come over, and they're like fifteen, and um, you know, so they're they're like older than us, and they're big kids, you know. And one of her, one of her brothers, at the time, I think he was eighteen. or cousins was like, he was already in the navy, and he was boxing in the navy. Yeah, I'm in the fifth and sixth grade. You know, I'm a little kid, but I do karate. So I'm like, oh, I can punch, I can strike. Let's go! And we used to put on like boxing gloves, and this kid would just this kid is a grown man would just beat me to death. <laughs> like just punch, like bam, 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 and uh, I was just like, man, like there is nothing I can do against this guy with my kicks and strikes. Like I weigh like 90 pounds. I can't, I I can't it's like you know I can't hurt him. Um, and then you get into jujitsu, and then you can just absolutely choke. I was rolling with a guy at my gym the other day who weighs 200 plus pounds, like probably almost 300 pounds, and I, I we were on the ground rolling around, and I could control him. You know, uh, I could not do that with karate. <laughs> you no,
0: know? There, he there would just
1: been... to break my back like Bane. You know, <laughs> like yeah, you
0: think Doc, is your ally? <laughs> oh. there, there was a moment recently <laughs> where um, I, I, I started remembering like my, my very first class. I went to the adult mm-hmm. geek class, uh, crossover jujitsu here in, uh, Wisconsin, Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. And it, the Wednesday class is like the, the ball breaker class. That's where you go yes. to like you know, everyone, everyone is just breathing heavy at the end of the class, hating their life, but also feeling awesome. And I remember this was my first class. I hadn't been taught anything. It was like half the class was learning one thing, and the rest of it was live rolling. And I'm just like, "What the hell? Like, do I need a cup or something?" Like, I was—I right. I had no clue what was happening. And this—this uh, th- this woman who's probably about four or five years younger than me does not look like she's in the best of shape and everything. And I'm just thinking, like, "Oh, they—they they paired me of her because we have no clue what what right." What no she knew what she was doing yeah
1: you, you, you got set up my friend <laughs> it was
0: it was like it, it was another moment where i'm just like i have no clue what's going on and i i feel powerless this this shorter younger you know woman is just like flipping me around and stuff and like putting her arm around my neck and i'm just like she she's not even that strong but like i'm tapping out like every five seconds after that class i went and i actually blacked out in my car for 20 minutes like I was just, I just remember that there was somebody walking by and they were just like, is he all right? And they're just like, yeah, just, just let him, just let him sit there. And, um, you know, like, so that, that was like class one, there was a class last week where, where we have a new student who has been going to our, uh, no gi class mm-hmm. and he's a, he's a Marine Corps reservist. Now mm-hmm. I I'm probably older than him by about, mm-hmm. I want to say like six, seven years he is in way better shape than me. He's, he's a muscular guy about my same height and you know, he's, he's still in. So I'm thinking like, I've been out for a while and I've gained some weight. I'm like, this guy's gonna freaking kill me. No matter how much I've learned, this guy's going to kill me. I went three rounds with him and I submitted him three times. And it was one of those moments where I'm just like, holy shit, like this actually worked. Like here this I works. <laughs> am. I'm like, holy shit. Like I have learned like, you know, the dark side of the force or something. Like I am yep. taking this guy down. Like if people on the street looked at both of us, they're going to think that guy's going to murder me. But I took him down. And, I mean, he, he's a great sport about it. He's really interested in learning. I hope he comes back. He's going to be lethal one day because he has the athleticism. Right. <laughs> All he needs is the technique. So he's going to be harder for me to submit. But it was one of those moments where it's just like, there, I think, I think Jocko Willing says it. If there, if there's a superpower on earth, it's jujitsu.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's so true. When you, when you take on somebody who like, you know, physically is, is stronger, taller um, then most people will look at the two and be like, Oh, that guy would win. And you just dominate them for new people coming into jujitsu. That's a, I mean, just like what you said with the girl that messes your mind up. I mean, I've, uh, I've rolled with a lot of people in my time and, um, you know, strong guys, you know, fat guys, all kinds of, uh, all kinds of people. And what messed me up the most was, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you the story It's pretty wild. I went, I went to that, uh, that Gordon Ryan seminar up in Jersey. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to go meet the King, man. I got to go meet the King of our sport. I'm, I'm going. So I, I, show up, I show up, uh, I drive eight and a half hours, uh, after work, uh, to Jersey. I get there. I'm like, my, I'm like my back straight. Like I didn't stop. You know, I stopped once for gas. My body's all cramping up in the car. I'm like, I get out. I'm stretching. I'm like, I'm so exhausted. I walk into uh, Tom DeBlasio's school. Uh, so I meet him. I uh, talk to his front front uh, uh, you know desk lady. She says, "We actually got a, a Nogi class going on right now. If you want to just hop on in." And I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> let's go." Let's it's only been hours eight hours. Right like, let's do this. Let's stretch my legs, right? So I put on a, put on my rash guard. Walk on the mat. You know, it's time for open rolling time, right? So I go with one guy. He's like a wrestler, he, like straight up suplexes me. We, we scramble it. out. I, I go with one guy, beat him. I'm like, yeah, all right, I'm doing good. Let's go. And then I look over and there's this guy. He's about 145 pounds, right? Just looks cool. Looks kind of like a young kid, like maybe 20 years old. So I say, hey, man, you want to roll? And he's just like, you know, he's like, he's like, sure. I'm like, all right, let's, let's go, man. You know, and uh, the introvert, and like, but deadly ones. Yeah. Point like zero one seconds. He like, he'll, he like, he'll hooks me. And I'm like, okay, let's do that again. I'm like, I mean, that, that was a fluke, right? Shake it off. Right. Knuckle bump to go again. He'll hooks me again, you know, two seconds later, you know, in like six minutes, this guy tap this guy tapped me out like, like six times, which like I've been beaten before, but never that quickly and never that like, I mean, the, he didn't even seem like he was trying. He was just like, Everything I did, he was immediately like inverting and 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 in blocking and and uh, turns out you know he's he's only like twenty or twenty one, but he's uh I think he's a, I think he's a brown belt now, but he's been he's been training since he was like seven. You know, uh, he's been or something like that. he's been training. He's already been training ten plus years and competing he and when he got, before he could walk exactly, he won he won a, he won in the adults bracket at fourteen. He was beating grown men at, in the jujitsu competitions. And then I looked him up on, on, I, cause I was like, it was weird to me after he beat me. I was like, I've never lost that bad to anyone before. Like it, it messed me up. Cause I'm like, he's 145 pounds and we both know jujitsu. So I'm like, what is going on? And then I look him up. He's like a Pan Ams champion. Um, he's probably gonna be the next one, of the next biggest stars in, uh, in jujitsu. He's like one of Tom DeBlas's uh, top five, like, you know, guys he's mentoring and training and, and uh, but it, it really shook me because it was that reminder like, oh, man, like jujitsu works like this guy's 145 pounds and he manhandled me. I felt like there was nothing I could do to this guy. Um, and that's the feeling that people have, you know, they're kind of disillusioned when they go to jujitsu to think, well, I could I could I could grapple somebody I could ball them up. And then they they meet someone who's been doing it for like three months. And then it's like, wait a minute, what the heck is going on? And then you run into somebody who's been doing it for 10, 15 years, and there's just nothing you can do. <laughs>
0: What's crazy about the little guys too, is that jujitsu is one of the only combat sports that identifies that body type is a actual factor in the fight. Yep. I think a lot of people, they, they either want to focus in on it, like, to, to a weird degree, like in uh MMA or in boxing, where it, it kind of makes sense. Like you want to go against somebody in a similar weight bracket. I think, I think some of the stuff with, uh, with the UFC, sometimes they, their, their weight classes are a little bit skewed. That's a whole other thing. But like in, in jitsu it's one of the only times where it's like, yeah, bigger guys have different problems than smaller guys. What, what yeah. I've noticed about the smaller guys, whether they're just like shorter dudes or dudes with like, you know, skinnier frames is that their biggest challenge? Is that they've got to move faster. They know that time mm-hmm. is not their friend, and that every second that they're not doing something, that's a second which a larger opponent in physicality has a very deliberate natural advantage over them. So those are the guys who I who I fear. There, there's a kid who just uh, who just came over. He was a wrestler in high school. I think wrestling. If there's one martial art that really transfers over, facts, <laughs> facts that scares the living shit out of me. It's the wrestlers because yeah. they don't go on their back.
1: They no. And it's like, it's like a, you know, peanut butter and jelly, they go together. And, and you talk about going You go to competitions, like just competitions. And everyone's like, you see a guy walk up, like you're like, Oh, he's a wrestler. Oh, he's a wrestler. Like, you just, <laughs> he's you just got the know, little like, hunchback and he's just kind of like yeah. walking over. <laughs> because everyone, everyone fears that in, in, in jujitsu, like, Oh, being out wrestle, like, Oh, he's a wrestler, you know, like, so you just hope that your jujitsu is better than than his aggressiveness, you know, <laughs>
0: but this kid, like, okay, th- this kid is nineteen. He's probably like, you know, a buck fifty in weight, and, mm-hmm. I, and I didn't think that he had hit puberty. And I mean, he he did what that guy did to you, like he just tore yeah. me apart, and he's like huffing and puffing like Gollum, and I'm like, just just get away from me, like I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but but it's crazy. I mean, I I just um I I finished uh, Breathe by uh, by a Hixon. And I just,
1: I just got that. I just started listening to it the other day. It, is, it awesome. is
0: so wild. And what what I didn't realize was a lot of the history behind that, like that first UFC. Oh yeah. Like, like Hickson, like what, what's crazy is hoist and everyone else. They're like Hickson is like the most dangerous
1: mother effer on earth. He's but, the man. Like he yeah. is the man of the family of, of jujitsu. He's the number one. <laughs> but it's but still wild and I mean you
0: you you know this from watching that first UFC like they they intentionally picked Hoyce because they're like hoist is the is like the skinniest he's the scrawniest amongst us he's the weakest he sucks the most if we can show that the that the like the weakest amongst us can beat all these guys imagine what these others could do yeah and, and it's just so wild when you know like I like I went and watched all those old uh, fights that Hickson references mm-hmm. where <laughs> Hoyce is going against like Ken Shamrock, professional wrestler, like just a giant compared to him. It's a David and Goliath situation and all these other guys. It's like, it's, it's wild how in... In the martial arts and combat sports community, you always have these people saying, well, what martial art is better than this or who could win this guy versus this guy? I mean, of course, the athlete and the practitioner is always like the biggest factor. But at the same time, it's like, you know, the fact that people are still debating whether or not jujitsu works or is jujitsu good just for sport or is it good for a fight? It's like that that's pretty much been been solved. Like the answer is pretty cut and clear.
1: Yeah. No. And, and people like to debate that. I mean, nowadays, like the truth is, I mean, America has so many of these other martial arts here from the movies and and from Asia and stuff like that. So it's a lot of those guys who've studied that stuff and and they're really proud of their lineage and history. But I mean, a lot of those martial arts have been watered down now. And if anybody asks me, like, what is what is a martial art that I should get into? I'm like, well, what are you what are you looking for? Like self-defense? I'm like jujitsu. <laughs> I'm like, you want to become a fighter? I'm like jujitsu, wrestling and Muay Thai. Like oh, what about Tai Chi? What about Karate? What about like no 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 no? This is what I just told you, wrestling, Muay like Thai. Just, t- you know, just time
0: know. out with the rest of that. You're
1: just gonna be the, the rest time. of it's trash. <laughs> I mean, great histories. I mean, sure it, it's great on television, but in real life, I mean, they give out like you. Know, you see these 14, 15 year old kids with black belts, and uh, I mean, you all know, you probably said too. I, I'll go places. I'll be at, like at Chick Fil A, and I'll see like some kid in there with a black belt and like Taekwondo. And I'm like, I could, ki- I could, I could, I could kick that guy. Through the window. If you're wondering whether you, like a
0: grown guy. man can beat a child. I don't think, I don't think his yeah. Taekwondo is going to do much.
1: I don't think it's going to do much, but I mean, there's <laughs> kids like, you know, those kids uh, that know jujitsu, man. They'll, they're better than, uh, you know, the adults that don't, you know, I think it's just that re- realization there in life, there's, there's stuff that works and there's stuff that just doesn't work. And uh, there's a whole list of stuff that doesn't work. But even with the jujitsu for self-defense, like you you talk about self-defense and that's kind of what jujitsu is good for. You know, what it's good for in general is that it it gives a smaller guy the ability to beat a bigger opponent. Um, And I think that 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 aspect of it gets lost nowadays. You know, people think of it just more of the sport and stuff like that. But uh, most people, you say, what do you do for self-defense? They'll be like, oh, you gotta learn Krav Maga. And I'm like, I've got friends who do Krav Maga. I love them, but I know a lot of guys who do Krav Maga and almost all of them are like obese. Like, it's just like, I mean, it's just the way it is. Like, I mean, I'm, my, my friends, uh, dude, aren't, but most of them, like, it's one of those catchy, like, Krav Maga, like, you're going to do this and this and most of that stuff doesn't work. <laughs> you know, it's like, big, biggest, but at the, end um, of the day,
0: Yeah, I mean, big, biggest thing that like totally screwed with my mind was I, I didn't realize that my school was a school that did live rolling. Every class and your first (laughs) opportunity, like you have the option of not rolling, but it's like, everyone's going to look at you and they're going to think, well, that person's a pussy. But right. like you know, when, when I was that rolling, was, yeah, like when I was when I was rolling for the first time, like immediately I'm thinking back to my Taekwondo days. I'm like, we're not wearing pads. Uh, he's obviously beating me. When will somebody call a timeout? Like you know, I'm just like like, like mm-hmm. I had like a little panic attack. But it's like it's the only time I've really seen somebody actually have to pressure test what they're working on. And I mean, what's really what what used to bug me a lot is when you would have somebody come in and this is their first class. And like, for me, it was, I've been doing it a few months. Like, I think I've learned a few things and I'm still struggling to take down this person who has like no experience. I, I had to stop letting that frustrate me because what I had to realize is this person is not, you know, doing jujitsu. He's not fighting jujitsu with jujitsu. He's fighting to win.
1: It's like, you're dealing just with, with raw strength, yeah. an uncooperative
0: person who just does not want to be embarrassed. And I'm just like, yeah. this is as, this is as, you know, difficult as it's going to get. When, um when, when you started up again, with bjj and you were getting regular and you were attending the same school for a longer period of time you know what what
1: were what were some of your initial
0: challenges
1: that that you found man well mine mine the start was just the weight like when i when i left when i stopped doing bjj i think i was like 190 when i came back i was like 244 so like i i was at my like heaviest weight like you know, not even half that was muscle, just a big old belly, you know. And so coming back as a bigger guy, like I found is like moving was harder. Um, and, you know, breathing, you know, there's so much there's there's cardio and then there's like jujitsu cardio and you just get so gassed so quick. So I had to get really comfortable with being on my back within people being on top of me because they could just out move me. They were just so quick. Um, so I developed, a, I think, a fairly good half guard because <laughs> I had to out of, out of necessity. So I was like, I'm always on my back. Like, I just got to do I just got to get a half guard down. So I started I started looking into, uh, you know, Tom Blas's half guard domination, Eddie Bravo's lockdown. And and you know, I'm like, I'm I'm a, I'm a big guy. So I was like, I got to I got to get a good defense. Now I have a, a pretty good lockdown. But, um, you know, but that was the, I think the hardest part for me was just one getting back into it. You know, you feel so tired, your body's sore, Uh, getting the cardio back, remembering the moves. I mean, it's just like anything else. If you don't do it for a while, like you're not thinking about something, it's just not going to be, you know, second nature, you know, the less, the less you, less you, you have to think in jujitsu, the better, the more like your body just knows what to do. The more, you know what to do, it just more, you can chain moves together. You don't have to pause. And, you know, so for me, it was a lot of technical stuff, a lot of physical stuff. And then, The biggest challenge, I think, too, is when I had left, you know, uh, it was just the same belt as a lot of my friends. And when I came back, they were like way higher belts. I'm like, oh, man, like the mental aspect, like if I had just stayed with it all these years, I'd be where they are. And then you have people coming in. They'd be like, I think one time it was like I've been doing this on and off again for years. And a guy had just started like jujitsu like that day. And uh, I was trying to show him something and he just wasn't listening to me. He's like, we're the same belt. Like, what do you know? And I'm just like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, bro, you know, I'll, I'll strangle you, <laughs> you know, like, uh, so you, know, again, so it was, man. you know, so it was just a lot of, like a lot of ego, a lot of just training and, and then, and slowly, you know, between losing the weight, between getting better, you know, getting to know the people, you kind of just get in a rotation where it just becomes a part of your life. Like, you know, where a lot of the things that bothered you whenever you're doing something, they don't bother you anymore because you're like, oh, I'm going to do this tomorrow and then the next day and then the next day. So it's just you start doing it more for you, you know, it just I I got I got to be here. Um, And a lot of those problems don't matter, you know, as as you just keep doing it. You know, if you're only going to be doing it for a short time, then those things will really bother you. You know what people say or if you have a bad role, you're just like, dang it. Like, how did I lose to that guy, you know? But then if you just come back the next day and you're like, oh, I'm going to keep coming back. So
0: The the one thing that I had to tell myself was like I had to shed a lot of really bad habits. One of them being like what, what I do think was one of the things about Taekwondo that maybe is a bigger like systemic problem is the rapid belt um, advancement. Oh, because yeah. because like when I started Taekwondo up again in like middle school through high school – I got pretty far going to about 3-4 classes a week and doing a few tournaments within a couple of years. And that was it was pretty rapid succession. I also did like these weekend like these summer like intensive camps where you could go up a belt in like one accelerate, week. Accelerate, so yeah, thinking,
1: super accelerate. Yeah, I'm
0: thinking well, you know, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm the best person ever. I, I didn't get I started in September and I didn't get my first stripe until January. And like a lot of people would would look at me, they're like, you've been doing like my coworkers were like, you, you've been doing this for how long and you're still a white belt and you've only got one step and you're doing this all the time. Your, your nose yeah. is messed up. There's cuts on your face. You've got so many like handprint bruises on your forearms. You look like Rihanna when she was with Chris Brown, like, you know, what, what's up with you? I mean, it's, it's a, it's a completely different thing, but for, for me, one, like the, the biggest issue I had to deal with was the fact that I did not I I could not handle people being on top of me being in my personal space
1: (laughs) yeah the first
0: time I had a grown man's crotch in my face I wanted to little
1: little north south action (laughs) yeah like I'm
0: just like this is like you know he's he's getting a little bit excited right now and I don't know what's happening that that was the first thing I had to deal with because I had some I had some pretty severe panic attacks coming that I mean what what ultimately led to my medical separation from the guard was a car accident a few years before I separated. And that messed with my neck. I gained weight from all the pain medications I was on. Like I, it happens? was, it ruined, it wrecked me physically and mm-hmm. it, it messed with me mentally. So my big thing was like, you know, I just need to get in a routine. I'm like, I've, I'm, I'm here. I'm the older, like millennial type dude. It's like, I just <laughs> need to show up and maybe I'll be halfway good. So my goal yeah. was at the beginning, go to two classes a week and maybe mm-hmm. avoid that Wednesday one. But after a couple of <laughs> months, I was like, you know what? Like I want to go every night. So I was going three, four days a week. Yeah. It, it became really weird because I'm like, you know, I'm not flexible. So I'm like, how mm-hmm. oh my God, do you have this stuff? The first time I actually felt super proud of myself was the first time I rubber guarded somebody.
1: Oh, that's that's a great feeling. <laughs> yeah,
0: I was like, I have I have just turned into like you know a, a yogi master <laughs> ben, or something. Yeah. I'm like, this guy is trapped here. It's like, yeah, now you're now you're dealing with the situation you don't want to be in, huh? And that was the point where I'm like, I'm actually picking things up. I'm actually developing mm-hmm. a lot of like the the comfort on the mat. That I yeah. I wanted, but what, what I began to really notice over time was like, it was actually impacting my life off the mats. I was eating better. The biggest thing for me was I was calmer and it wasn't yeah. just, I'm so tired. I can't deal with things. It's that, you know, I, and, and it's in uh, Hicks and Gracie's book, um, which I mean, when you get to some of the stuff, like towards the end of the book, you're going to be crying your eyes out. There's some deep <laughs> stuff in there, but like the part where he's just like, you know, uh, combat is life accelerated with heavier consequences. Like it it really began to dial down a lot of things where I was putting a lot of unnecessary pressure. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. And I mean, with, uh, what what I've really admired about kind of watching your journey through a distance is that you have really jumped into (laughs) it as a lifestyle, seeing you going and like meeting, did, did you meet hoist or somebody else?
1: yeah no i know uh no hoist uh gracie his son conor gracie met him a few times now great great guys um part of part of the association uh i think i met eddie bravo uh gordon ryan tom de um we just met frankie edgar just a bunch of people it's like for, meeting
0: the freaking avengers
1: yeah no it really is and I always make make a point of asking them, like you know, how to get better. Like like I like have a Q and i I'm like, hey, what do you do? And and almost everybody says just drilling. <laughs> they always say drilling to get better at jujitsu. I may usually ask them something funny so they rem- remember me ne- remember me next time. Like I asked the uh, first time I met Hoist Gracie. You know he's super intimidating when but uh, whenever you meet him because he's very serious. And uh, he was like, you know, does anyone have any questions for me? And like nobody is saying anything and I'm like, no one wants to look dumb. Yeah. And I'm I'm sitting there like, I'm I'm sitting there like, so nobody's, no one's going to ask hoist Gracie a question. Like the man came here to, to train us and ask, you know, answer questions. So I was just like, well, shoot, I'm gonna ask him a question. I was like, Hey, Mr. Gracie, like was uh, (laughs) what it was like Was shamrock, like covered in baby oil whenever (laughs) you were fighting him. (laughs) And uh, he looks at me and he's just like, I didn't put baby oil on him. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm like, I'm not saying you did, but did somebody put baby oil on him? And, uh, he's like, (laughs) and and every time I see him, I can just tell he's like, it's that baby oil guy. again. (laughs) I'm like, he just looks super greasy. I don't know. (laughs) He just walks on stage. Just (laughs) glimmering immediately. Glimmering. Yeah. Just soaked in the, yeah he's a he's a great guy he he, he travels so much and um he's always trained and always focusing on the self-defense aspect and trying to get people to to remember that you know he, he says this thing about like you know this jiu-jitsu has become so much of a sport now that you know we we look at it like you know say if a big guy comes by and like pinches your girlfriend on the butt and you, you're gonna say hold on baby let me go handle this excuse me sir how much do you weigh you know <laughs> what, 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 what belt, what belt are you? Oh, sorry, honey. You know, he's, he's out of my weight class. He's a higher belt. I can't face him. No, <laughs> you got to be able to defend yourself and your, and your, your, your family and stuff. So he really focuses on the, on the self-defense on the, on the stuff that works with the strikes and with the takedowns and, uh, and that, that part of it. I really appreciate that. Cause I mean, I love, I love sport jujitsu, but um, I'm always reminded of, of the physical altercations of life. <laughs> so I want to be able to, you know, get ready to, smash some heads and not get hit. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah. I mean, th- this has been the only time where I have actually felt like if anything were to happen, God forbid, I'm mm. actually going to be safe. And there have been some situations like in downtown Milwaukee with, <laughs> with the homeless or with drunk people or with something or with somebody who is just, I, I did have an altercation recently where somebody was attempting to start a fight with me. But mm. luckily It was a situation where because I was the calmer person, it's like I can tell that this dude is fronting. Like you can, it's so weird. I was um, uh, a friend of mine who's a blue belt. Um, We were, we were rolling the other day and it was probably like the most intense role we ever had with each other. And I I was proud and he was proud because he's like, you've, you've really advanced a lot. This is the, like, usually he's like, you know, usually I have to hold myself back not to destroy you immediately, but this time he actually (laughs) had me on the run. It was a good conversation. But what I mentioned was it's like, you know, I feel like, with the people at my school and I've gone to some other schools in the Mm -hmm. area, like a neutral ground, Milwaukee, I've got some really good friends there. Like I like going to their open mat to get a little bit of a different experience Mm -hmm. of people, but it's like, you know, I'm like, I feel like I'm not the best student in my school. I feel like everyone Mm -hmm. here can still kind of kick my ass regularly. And the thing he told me was, but dude, you know, and I I mentioned the story about the Marine earlier, it's -hmm. like, you know, that's your average person your average person who you're going to get into a physical altercation with is not here on the mats three, four days a week.
1: Exactly. It, and
0: it's those situations where it's like with, with the individual who got gotten in my, who rushed towards me, who got in my space, who is gesturing to trying to get me to react. It's like, I'm looking at this person and I see right through them. And it's like one of those moments where it's like, yes, I know I can destroy this little man if something were to happen, but what, what are the, what, because there, there are repercussions for everything. It's like, is he yep. worth the police report? Is he worth going to court for? Is he worth, you know, potentially injuring myself or something? I don't know if this guy has a knife or anything. I don't know what's going on. Luckily yep. I was able to bring down the altercation, but it wasn't because it's like, I don't want to fight this person. It's like, this is the first step of it. It's dealing with that immediate fear of exactly. the person. And the person who's confident and calm is the person who's ultimately going to win that situation.
1: That was yeah, when i it's was like, like you're like, Damn, not afraid, it's you're not afraid to fight, but it's like you use your your that calmness to be like, you know, you can you can take care of yourself, but just to, to de-escalate it. Like I'm gonna give this guy. And the truth is most most guys, unless they're intoxicated, you know, even when they're intoxicated for the most part, do not want to fight. Mm-hmm. Nobody will, nobody really, you know, a few people actually want to get in a physical altercation. And the ones that do usually aren't the guys who have been in fights before. So if you give a guy like an out in a fight, he'll probably take it. You know, if you give him a way to get out of it without looking like a punk, you know, I, you just, just de-escalate the whole situation be like, Hey man, it's all good, bro. Just let him, you know, you kind of almost let him be the bigger guy. Hey man, it's all cool. It's cool, man. You should, Cause you don't want to get in that point where you have to you know put a guy down and who knows what happens, you know? You don't
0: know, you know if know his like, friends are going to come by. Like you don't exactly. know what's going to happen. Like the whole thing, like, it's, it's only as good as until, until it stops being good. Yeah. When, when did you get to the point where you're like, you know, I'm actually, I'm actually learning something. I'm actually doing pretty well <laughs> compared to how I was when I started. When, when was that realization moment for you?
1: I think, you know, it's like, it, it, it was hard for me to tell. Cause it's like, you know, if you train, if you train with the same group of people, you know, you're always like, they're, you guys are both getting better at the same time. So you're just like it's hard to see how much you're growing, um, but I think for me it was like when I started. I started at first it was like a slow thing, and then when I just started lasting longer from not being tapped out by people, and then when I just started tapping out, you know, I heard this on the the Joe Rogan podcast. He's like, if you want to get better, at just you just start just start strangling white belts. <laughs> so I was always trying to roll with the better people, being like, oh, I'm I'm gonna challenge myself by this. And and then I'd you know get beaten. But I was like, oh, I think I did good. But I just started really focusing on just just learning how to manhandle <laughs> white belts and get really good at submissions. And then when I would roll against the higher belts, um, really just focus on 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 staying calm, escaping and being more dominant. And uh I think <laughs> I think the first time I think I uh I tapped out this this purple belt. And my friend saw it, and he just looks at me like I don't know what I don't know what happened. It was like it's like one of those moments, like when you're rolling with somebody and you do good, you just hope someone else sees it, you know? Oh my god! So you know, so you know, ah. so somebody else, somebody else knows that you can, can see your progress. It's not just you being like, oh, I did this. And everyone's like, oh, sure, you know, <laughs> like oh, sure you did. Dude, first <laughs> first
0: time I heel hooked somebody. Yeah, I we at my school we do a specific forty five minute class on Tuesdays, mm-hmm. which is all leg locks. Yep. <laughs> and I suck at that. I suck at that. Like I've got, I've got like these meaty thighs and I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm just from the waist down. It's like, I'm just trying not to be like, you know, in a position where I'm going to get like a leg cramp. I, I was, I was rolling with a friend of mine the other day. He's a, he's a blue belt. He's an incredibly good athlete. I heel hooked him in one of the rounds and submitted him and nobody saw it. And I'm just like, did uh... it happen? Like this is a glorious yeah. moment. I got, I, I got everything in place. My feet were good. Mm-hmm. I just did it naturally, and I'm like nobody's there. But I yeah. have to tell myself, but I know I did it, but and he I, knows I, I did it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, you know that's the thing with when you're when you when you, you start going against better people and stuff like that. You know, there's there's when, I mean I realize it's now too. Where sometimes when you're rolling up with rolling with higher belts, they're not going very hard on you. Like they're going like with just enough energy to like keep the motions and let you work. And then sometimes they'll just, just get, get the submission and go to the next thing. But the other times you'll be rolling with them and you, and you know, for sure, like, you know, in your heart, like, Oh, that guy didn't want, you know, that guy doesn't want me to win. So there's this time. So this time I was rolling with this guy, I think it was kind of like a more of a, like a lighthearted media, a medium lighthearted role. You know, I think he was aware that I could be a threat at the same time. I could tell maybe not to him. It was that wasn't that big of a deal and uh he has my back and i don't know i think i just went i just blacked out i went like like steven from moon night on this so i was just like <laughs> and i and I, I i came to and i had his back somehow and uh and i just like had my, my my arms around his throat and i was pulling that head back sinking it deeper and i tap him with like a you know we rear naked choke and i look over my friend my friend's brad's in the corner like <laughs> you know just like you know like we just like discovered it goes like like did that really just happen? And uh but then I noticed, you know, and then then we rolled again, then I got him like a heel hook or something. But every time after that I could tell the roll the roll just amplified like, you know, tenfold. Now it was not like, oh I'm just gonna roll with this guy and now it's like I can't I could can tell the pressure for him, like he can't lose to me now. You know what I'm saying? Like it's happened. You can't go back happened. to before that happened. No, you can't go back. So now this isn't like, these aren't lighthearted roles. These are like, I can't lose to this cat. You know, now I'm in my mind. I'm like, it's possible. Is it possible <laughs> that I could beat this guy? <laughs> no, I got to try, you know? And um, so, th- you know, there's just a few experiences like that where, and then I, I went to a few competitions and, um, and I think, I think the biggest thing about jujitsu and in life, it's a mental thing. You know, you have to have confidence and aggression and, uh, if you have those two things, of, you know, a, a healthy confidence and a healthy amount of aggression, you're going to do great. But that's the thing is, is with jujitsu is like getting confidence with other people who do jujitsu, especially people you don't know how good they are. Like, you know, with me in general, if I'm walking around the street and I just see anybody, I'm like, eh, I could probably I could probably strangle them. I'm good. Right. But then you put yourself in a jujitsu context with a guy across from you. You don't know his belt. You don't know how good he is. Now you're, now you're, now your mind's spinning. Like, can I beat that guy? What if he does this? What if he's a wrestler? What if he knows, you know? And so it's having that confidence to just go out there against anybody and, and try your best and then aggression, not being scared because, you know, in, in jujitsu, you know, you, you, hesitate, you, you, you start getting nervous and your stomach drops, you get all dry mouth and, you know, you hesitate and you get murdered on the mat. So, and if you can keep that, if you can keep a high aggression, high, high confidence, you'll do great. And, when I would go to these tournaments, i had almost that, that kind of like that ignorant, that ignorant level of, of uh, confidence where I was kind of like, I don't know what I don't know. So I'm just going to go out there and give it a shot. Like I wasn't even really that nervous. I was more like excited because I'm just like, Oh, this is going to be fun. And then, <laughs> and then, and then the more you do it, you start getting more nervous because then it's like, Oh wait a minute, here we go again. You know? Um, but I got in a few matches where, you know, I rolled with one guy in a, you know, I got him in a, in an Americana and he didn't want to tap and I ended up just tearing his shoulder out of his, uh, tearing his shoulder out of socket, like in front of everybody. Damn. And, uh, he had to, like tap with his feet and it was just, it was just <laughs> wild. Like I was just like, you know, and at our, at our school, we always say, uh, before you roll, you know, how do we roll? You know, we, we say no ego, you know, how we do submissions. We say slow and easy. That's kind of like our, our mantra before we roll with each other. And I'm out there, you know, my mind rolling with this guy at a tournament. Like, how do we do submissions? I'm like, slow and easy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like breaking this guy's shoulder. I'm like, where was the ref? <laughs> yeah. Well, the re- yeah. My, my coach, one of my coaches, he actually called it. Like, he, he, he did, the ref didn't even see the guy tapping because the guy had been like trying to kick. I was on a side control and the guy was trying to kip escape the whole time. So when he was <laughs> tapping with his feet, it just looked like he was just trying to escape like he had been. And my, my, my coach was like, he's, he's tapping, he's tapping. <laughs> you know, just, and um and another time I had a guy, I put him in a lockdown. You know, we, he, this guy came at me like it was, uh, he, he was dipping during the competition. Like it was a country boy, he put a, pie, he had a pile of dip in his mouth and he's like, yeah. And uh, I, it was, I could tell it was his first competition. And he, he came at me like, I could tell his adrenaline was going 100%. Like he thought he was in a fight to the death. And uh, he tackles me, and I'm like, "Okay, here we go." Like I wasn't expecting him to come out like that. And I, I throw a lockdown on his uh, on his leg, and I extend it. I'm trying to go for an elevator sweep, and I, and I hear his knee pop, like pop. And it, it was loud. It sounded like a gunshot. And I, I, I looked at him. I was like, "Hey, man, are you all right?" And he's like, "I'm fine. I'm fine." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." So then I elevate his leg, getting ready to do the sweep, and I hear all the muscles in his leg tear, like. And it, it, you have, you know, how if you have like your your body's touching someone else's body. You can like feel what's happening. Like I had like my shins on his shins. So I could feel his leg and I could feel the, like the ligaments and muscles and his legs tearing. Oh, that's so like, gross. It's so, that's so gross. I got it on video. I'll show you sometime. But I was just like, I go, dude, are you okay? Cause I'm like, I can feel it. And I'm like, there's no way this guy's legs. Okay. This is and like the black goes, Knight from Monty Python. Yeah he and he looks at me I guess, you know, he looks at me and he goes I don't I think I need a minute <laughs> <laughs> and I go I was like this I was like I was like no ref it's over <laughs> I was like it's, he's done he said he needs a minute it's over I called the ref over and the ref's like oh did he tap and I'm like no but he said he needs a minute I'm pretty sure his legs destroyed the guy is like I didn't tap I didn't tap it's not over I didn't tap So the ref, and I look at the ref and I'm like, but he says that he needs a minute. I'm pretty sure he can't walk. So the ref's like, all right, we'll get up, go to the center of the mat, we'll start the match again. The guy stands up, he could barely walk. He's like limping, limping to the center of the mat. We go back into the the half guard. I throw back into the lockdown. At this point, I just let it go. I'm like, I'm not going to hurt this guy anymore. I end up just like, I end up just upa, I just upa him over and, uh, and just stay on top of him. I win by points. And afterwards he, uh, yeah, he had to get he had to go straight to the hospital. His leg was inflamed. I'm pretty sure you know he probably couldn't walk again for you know months. I mean, his leg was completely destroyed. And uh, but that, it it just goes to show like the ego sometimes involved in in combat sports and jujitsu so much that it's like you know people don't want people don't want to tap. They don't want to lose. But I mean, you can get seriously injured like you know, and uh, it's just insane. It's not, it's not worth going to the hospital over. Yeah. Th-
0: there was a, there was a moment where like my, when I was, when I finally got into a routine where I'm doing this, like every minute I can, at one point I was, I was going during lunch breaks. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was, I was in this mindset of, I'm just going to try and go to as many classes as possible. I'm never going to tap. And the, the first major injury I got was I like, completely threw out my back. Like it was, it was. Remember that? Yeah, I we talking about that? That was it. Was rough because I couldn't sleep. I could barely drive. I I mean, taking a shit was a next level challenge for me. (laughs) I I had to, I had to take a a couple weeks off for that, and and I went and saw a chiropractor. I had to go see this dude twice a week for three weeks, and luckily it. Like he, he really fixed me up. He really, he really did a great job, but he he looked at me. He's like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, Oh, you know, I, I just need to do something. I need a hobby and all this other stuff. He's like, no, no, no. I'm not, I'm not questioning the jujitsu. Why are you going as hard as you are? What are you trying to do? And I was right. like, I, I don't want people to think I'm weak. I don't want people to think I, I suck or I'm not into this. He's like, are you trying to be an MMA fighter or something? I'm like, no. He's like, then, then, just fall back to why you want to do it. And, um, yeah. you know, it was one of those moments where I'm like, one, like, who are you to talk to me about my life? And then I was like, well, <laughs> you know, he, he actually makes some good points. And when I dialed it back, when I began to accept like, you know, tap, like, that was a big thing for me. Tap. It's yeah. Free. Tap. It's free. It's like, free. Just tap. <laughs> yeah. Like when, when you get injured, take some time off and then go back yeah. as soon as you can. Like, it was one of those moments where for me it was like, you know, re- refocus on the actual purpose and put the ego aside because, like, I want to do this for as long as possible, but I don't want exactly. to be one of those guys who has to get, like, you know, Uh, an hemorrhage disc surgery or something like that, or replace knees. It's like, I already have enough like damages and and shit. It's like, I don't need to add more intentionally into that. Like I can't bend one of my fingers, but like, you know, well much, but it's like, you know, but uh, you know, I I don't want to, I don't want to like injure my neck again. That was a big thing for me. That was a deal I had to make with my fiance. It's like, she was worried. It's like, you know, you can't do boxing because of your head because of all the concussions and stuff I had. Right. So boxing was out, and it's like, you know, if jujitsu, it's like, you better protect your neck. And I I had to make that promise to her. So at first she was like, when, when I was first starting, like she was supportive but extremely hesitant. And then when I threw out my back and it was like I I I was actually incredibly worried, she was like, Maybe you just need to stop. But then when I actually <laughs> yeah. kind of let that go, and I'm taking better care of myself and I'm more honest with myself about things. Now it's gotten to the point where not only do I think my relationship with jujitsu is better, but also she's not like, Oh, you should stop this. Now she's incredibly supportive because she trusts me to make a better decision for myself. And it's uh, you know, it's moments like that where it's like, huh, maybe that's the inner peace I was looking for.
1: <laughs> no, nah, man, it is. It's like, it's one of those things where you can go, you know, it's like being sprung for a shit. You can go head over heels for jujitsu and then just get your heart broken or your neck broken. <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta have a you know a healthy relationship with boundaries. And it's hard, as, especially as a dude. You know, you go in there and you got another dude on top of you, and uh, you know a lot of a lot of a lot of sports or a lot of things you can just talk about. And you know, it's hard to prove who's better. But you know, with like football back in the day, like I used to play football in high school, and someone else could say that, and you never know who was better back in the day. You know, but you talk about jujitsu and say like we can find out who's better right now.
0: <laughs> and, that, don't and,
1: lie. and who bet? Who's better means I could kill you, and that's a lot of ego. You know, that's that's hard to rein in. And when you get somebody on top, there's times where I've had people on me, and I submit. They've been you know arm bars or or chokes, and i have been like, can I hold out? <laughs> like, is it worth it? Like, you know, just because you do not, you don't want to feel that way, but it's you know at the end of the day, it ain't worth it. You know, to have to go to the hospital and stop doing what you love. Like those guys in those competition, my coach told me he's like, I still don't think people like losing to you. I don't know if it's your face or your laugh or what, but people just do not want to tap to you. And I, I don't know, I don't know what it is because I love I always love seeing after competitions like two guys who just duke it out, be like bro hug, and there's like that mutual like Rocky and Apollo respect. <laughs> <laughs> like if I start beating somebody in jujitsu, they're basically like, Hey man, you're gonna have to kill me. <laughs> it's like, what? You're going to have to, do do <laughs> I don't know why, I don't know why, why, why it is that way, but it's like most of the time when I roll or, you know, go to competitions, I have to like, you know, send, they gave me the nickname when I went back to my gym, one of the, the guys there, was a buddy of mine. He was like, man, you're like, they going to start calling you the surgeon, dude. <laughs> like, you keep sending everybody to the hospital. And they gave me that as my, my nickname. And I put that as my uh, Instagram handle. You know, that way, oh you, know, you, know, you know, we have to, we have to roll in a competition, man. And might as was called the hospital. And the thing is, I'm not <laughs> trying to, I'm not, I'm not trying to send you there, but once I get a submission, I know you're not going to want to tap. So I'm going to have to break it. You should <laughs>
0: just, you should just make eye contact with them. It's like, this is your choice.
1: You did this to
0: yourself.
1: Yeah. yeah. The last guy I told my friend, I was like, man, I was just like, like, bro, don't do this. And I felt like I was fighting Ricky Bobby. He was like, break it, Pepe Le <laughs> Break it. <laughs> I'm like, why? <laughs> like, what the heck?
0: Or Revenge of the Sith. It's like, it's over, Anakin. I have the high ground. <laughs> don't try it.
1: <laughs> you underestimate my power. <laughs> you know, so it's, yeah. it's one of those things. You just got to keep that ego in check. And you're like me, man. We want to do this for the rest of our lives. And we like the exercise. We like the whole lifestyle. You know, so it's got to keep, keep the ego in check and keep a, you know, a healthy amount of rolling in and injury prevention and just, you know, listening to your body, you know, otherwise, you know, or or, uh, girl's in our lives going to be like, Hey, you got to stop doing that. (laughs) This is, this is a negative thing. You know, the goal is to avoid that conversation for as long as possible. And I think you hit the point What's worse is when you tell people like, what belt you are, they're like, what belt are you big? I'm a white belt. Like I was talking to uh, Eddie Bravo in Florida about this. And he was just like, man, I couldn't wait to be a blue belt. And this is Eddie Bravo talking like the master, right? He's like, I couldn't wait to be a blue belt. He's like, that's all I could think about. That's all I could dream about. And he's like, because everyone knows what a white belt is and everyone knows what a black belt is, but everything in between nobody knows anything about. So it's like, all you know is if you're a white belt, you suck. And if you're a black belt, you're the best. (laughs) He's like, I just don't want to, I just don't want to be a white belt. I don't want to be known as somebody who sucks. So and that's like the perspective to have when you're in it. Just, just keep grinding. <laughs> you know, just uh, you know, like I said, you like you you show up like you're uh, dating Chris Brown. You know, coming to, coming <laughs> into work all all banged up. Like, what what do you do when you leave here? I'm like I like fight homeless I, I do, people. Dog. Yeah, I fight people in a bathrobe, man. <laughs> like, come at
0: me, bro. <laughs> every every time I used to walk into the office and they would look at me like with a black eye or a busted nose or something like I suddenly understood that, that movie fight club more. It's like, exactly. yeah, people do notice this. It's like, do. it, it, it does get to the point where it's like, they're, they're going to question it. But I mean, it's uh it, it's, it's, just, it, it's just part, it's just part of it all. And I, I really like it, it really, I think the one good thing is that some people call jujitsu a fad because it's grown so fast. I think that's a point yeah. where it's like, you know what, that means that people are noticing it. And I think a lot more mm-hmm. people are starting to understand. And um, I mean, it's it, it gets a, it gets a whole new different type of respect.
1: I mean, oh, 100 um, yeah. percent. Like it's it's gaining so much traction now between, you know, ADCC, between all these competitions and organizations and one and UFC and all these other martial arts organizations and clubs and teams and gyms that. People are starting to give it the amount of respect as a as an art and as a as a style of fighting and as a uh, you know just something that's more common to talk about. Like I hate when you tell somebody if I tell somebody what kind of martial art I do, I, the next day they'll, they'll get it wrong. I'd be like, I do Thai boxing, I do Brazilian jiu jitsu, I do Gracie jiu jitsu. Right? Uh, you, you see that guy the next day? He's like, oh, how was how was karate? You know, how was Taekwondo? And I'm like, bro. I do not do those. (laughs) I do not do that. I do Thai boxing and I do jujitsu. And you see him again. Oh, how was your karate practice? And you're just like, you want a free lesson? (laughs) Like, I will give you a free lesson in jujitsu. Like, (laughs) but it's uh it's getting you more, more, um, more popularity uh, because these promotions and um I'm excited because I think it's something that's really good for people in general. And I tell you what, there's something about the sport. You know, it's like you know, going to a sit the same school as somebody, or you know, maybe studying the same field as somebody. But there's something about doing jujitsu that brings people together. Like I could just meet somebody at, and the only thing we could have in common is jujitsu, and that is such a bridge, you know, compared to everything else in your life. Like I meet somebody who does jujitsu, we immediately have, you know, endless things to talk about, endless going back and forth, and. Uh, there's just a bond that's there. Like it brings people together so quick. And Dude, uh, if everyone did jujitsu, there would be world peace.
0: There
1: I'm would be, cause that, <laughs> there would be, you know, Gordon Ryan would be our King and <laughs> there would just be our, there would be peace on earth. But, uh, you know, there's just that kind of like that chillness that comes with doing jujitsu. And, um, yeah, I saw everybody I meet They'd be like, Oh, what's what's something that you love. I'm like, jujitsu, man, we should try it. But, uh, you a lot of people are still like, "Oh, I wouldn't want to wrestle with a sweaty man." And I'm like, "Yeah, it can be pretty gay at times." What, like, what
0: I what I hate are the guys who are just like, "Man, I don't know if I could hold myself back. I might accidentally kill a guy." And it's like, Shut "Oh
1: yeah. Up. yeah, yeah, no, yeah." You, no, you, no, you, no, you're not. I think I would just freak out and punch a drill sergeant. You know, I just freak out and hit you. I'm like, "No, no, you wouldn't." <laughs> no, you wouldn't. <laughs> like it's uh, and and that's the thing is a lot of people with uh, with fighting, especially guys, like they have an idea that they can fight, but you know unless you train most most dudes can't fight you might get a lucky shot but you know you throw a double leg on somebody and, and just start start you know running to the clinic on them and they're just like stop stop and just, there's nothing they can do you know you got just like, lucky uh, no fights would ever end up on the ground yeah like all fight almost every fight ends up on the ground <laughs>
0: Always gets to that point. Well, dude, I I think this is a a great place to wrap it up. You know, as, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you know, your, your support when I was really going through those rough periods and the support you still kind of give me as a, as a brother and all this has just been, you know, just, just really incredible for me. And I, I, I do really, really appreciate it because this was, this hit me on levels that I had not felt really since my first like year in the army. Like it mm-hmm. hit me emotionally. It hit me spiritually. It hit me physically. It's like, you know, I have to carry this with me all day. The humiliation, <laughs> the the fear, the pain, eventually that turns into, pro, you know, just being confident that turns into, you know, be, being stronger that goes into seeing it like from a, from a view of like, you're getting better every day instead of you're just getting hurt all the time. Like it has been yeah. uh, a great thing for me. And that's why I just want many as many people as possible, just, you know, become familiar with this. And even if it's not jujitsu for some people, even if it's just something else that challenges you on all three of those different fields of being, it, I th- I think that's the problem with a lot of folks. It's like what Mike Tyson says when it comes to social media, it's like, you know, a lot of people just, you know, they, they don't, they're not afraid of getting punched, you know, as Mike Tyson would say it. It's like, you know, they, they're not afraid of getting punched in the face anymore. It's, it's kind of like that. And it's like, you know, I, I've, I've made friends through jujitsu who otherwise I would have never encountered. And even if never I would did, have met these, <laughs> we wouldn't have had the the friendship that we have. And for me, that's the real empowering thing about it.
1: Yeah. Every, I mean, I appreciate you hearing that, man. I'm, I I love, you know, motivating people with jujitsu. And I mean, it's done a lot in my life and I'm seeing what it's done in your life. And I mean, you go to a gym, you got a girl, you know, you have like a 34 year old single mom in there, just trying to get some confidence back. You go in there, you'll have like you said, like a Jack Marine guy who's just trying to get better at killing. You know, you go in there and you'll have like you know some <laughs> you'll have that a uh, crackhead from Seven Eleven in there. <laughs> you'll have you know an eleven year old kid who's just trying to do something after school. You'll have a bunch of just regular people just trying to get better in life. And you put them all together, and you just start progressing and learning and growing. And you know, you walk in with all your troubles, and you know, there's days where I just like, man, I do not want to go train. But then I remember that I'm like I have never left jujitsu worse than when I went in. I, I always that. leave better than when I went in, and that's that's something you can't buy. So I'm like, I just get up, just get up and go, you know. So we'll spread, we're spread, we're just spreading man. the word, brother. <laughs> <True> <laughs> spread stuff, the word. Man. Well, Justin, I
0: greatly appreciate you. I know you've got an Instagram page and stuff like that. You want to pitch anything?
1: Yeah, I'm um, on uh, on Instagram, Justin uh, the Surgeon Hayward. Like I said, like, <laughs> you know, just uh, post got some posts on there i'm still getting used to the social media thing but i usually post my travels of of meeting meeting celebs and hitting them up with hard hard-hitting questions like how do i how do i get better <laughs> you know? i want to like you and Ken
0: I, shamrock have baby I
1: oil on yeah like how do, i'm like I'm, i i witnessed i mean hopefully i don't get sued for this i've I witnessed uh what goes on with uh with marijuana and 10 planets <laughs> i've seen it i, seen I don't think it. i don't think they're hiding that much yeah they're not hiding and it's legal in most of the states they are at. but for me honestly, those are the coolest guys though like i love I love those ten planet brothers like they're all so chill and one thing I love about him about them is that they don't have uh, a belt system really they don't wear- they don't wear geese, so everyone's kind of i mean they got colored rash guards, but everyone's equal when you walk in and you start something I you could go against the instructor you go against some guy and you don't know who's who and so uh i I like that sometimes just being like hey let's let's just let's just see what happens you know <laughs> Uh, but true. yeah i'm on on instagram and um yeah it's hit me up and uh, let's do this again sometime thank i appreciate you having me on and um excited to see you keep going and keep uh pursuing your dreams and getting better and um we gotta, we gotta c- catch up sometime and hit up a tournament or something or go go to a oh, we gotta
0: roll together at some point i know like
1: rocky and apollo <laughs> it's
0: gotta happen it's gotta happen <laughs> Well, well, dude, I appreciate you. And, and folks, if you appreciate conversations like this, like the one that Justin and I were having, uh, if you want to continue to hear, you know, the, the journeys that we all go on in this great challenge called life, please go ahead and do me a favor. Follow me on uh, Instagram, Twitter at Hey Remzo, H-E-Y-R-E-M-S-O. And please, it costs you nothing, but it means everything to me. A five-star rating and review across uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you're listening to us across Al Gore's amazing internet helps keep this conversation <laughs> going. As always, I'm Mr. W. Martinez. Be safe, be good tonight.